Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. everyone and welcome back to another episode of private education the smart sex and relationships podcast i really really hope that everyone enjoyed um, the last two weeks we had reality tv stars um jason oppenheim and amanda smith from selling sunset and it was totally different and it was something that i wouldn't normally do but i suppose because i'm a massive fan of the show i couldn't say no and this week again we have something a little bit different but again I'm a massive fan of this person, so I couldn't say no. Um, Kira Mary Alice Thompson, aka CMAT. I'm pronouncing that right, haven't I? Yeah, CMAT. <laughs> is my new favourite musician. You're, she's Irish. She is the singer and the musician behind my the uh, the biggest earworm of my life, which is called Another Day in KFC. It's just the catchiest song. I hum it all the time. It's always in my head. And I know every single lyric. I know every single movement in the song. And I just, um, yeah, I've I've been pretty much, I've been, to be honest, a bit of a creepy stalker on Instagram at this stage. <laughs> I'll start off in that case by apologising and saying sorry for being so creepy. I just, I'm absolutely cracked into both, the, and Rodney as well, which is your latest um, tune. How are you? And you've just sold out a rake of shows, am I right? So talk to me yeah. about so I just I my first ever headline shows um I announced upstairs in Whelan's and then in the Kino in Cork and I sold out the first Whelan show in I think about two hours and then <laughs> the Kino the Kino sold out I think it maybe took like a day and a half or two days or something to sell out but they both sold out and then this morning uh what time are we at now right so 10 o'clock I had another Wheeland show and another Kino show go on sale and the Dublin show sold out in about 45 minutes the second one you were joking that's insane that is absolutely insane it is legitimately insane I like Mm. I can't tell you like I was saying before we came on came on air um Mm. that literally the last couple of shows I've played have been support slots for people who didn't actually really know who I was and maybe seven people turned up Okay. absolutely grand and it's like the standard of shows for me is like oh there's 10 people in the room lovely grand I'm gonna have a great time with these 10 people like it's not a bad thing but also it's just my standard so I don't understand what's happening it's very strange <laughs> well it's, very it's, no, it's really not a surprise to me because every single person so basically uh, I think I discovered your song, your your first song that you released the other day in KFC. I think yeah. I discovered that via Louise McSharry, my pal. And I, uh, when I heard that, ever since, so immediately I put it on repeat on Spotify. And since then, every time someone has gotten into my car, I've made them listen to it. And uh, so, stop. Uh. Fully not surprised if several of those people who I, you know, ferry around the place have bought tickets because it's just. 
it's just one of those songs that you're in immediately like I was immediately invested in your entire music career from like Aww. from the get So come here. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, and it's so deserved. Um, so I wanted to know because what what the reason I was thinking like, geez, I really need to chat to this gal. Uh, aside from the fact that you know you're a musician, you set up an email address recently. Uh, for fans of yours or people who follow you on Instagram or you know people who know your music, that they could email in their for want of a better phrase relationship problems and yeah. so that you could use that as a non completely anonymous um inspiration for your music so tell me about that and why you wanted to set up an email address so I wanted to set it up because the thing is so I've only released two songs mm-hmm. but I'm a bit of um I'm a bit of an old school songwriter in the sense that I believe every song should be about a breakup and I think that every song is a breakup song (laughs) every good song is a breakup song because I'm you know I'm not that original but I actually don't mind because I just think breakups are amazing I think they're um they're kind of I I think if you're a normal person who doesn't really isn't self-reflective let's say if you're like a normal person who goes through this life without constantly like investigating your emotions and investigating your feelings and all of the kind of things that the modern era encourages you to do um you know if you're just a fucking normal joe what yeah. will happen is the only time you have self-reflection and the only time you're kind of encouraged to investigate yourself and your emotions and your thoughts and your actions is breakups like traditionally speaking the only time men like in a heteronormative relationship ever would have investigated their own feelings in like you know the 70s and the 80s and when all these kind of great breakup songs are coming out was because it was the only time they ever looked at themselves was like am I not perfect (laughs) is there's have I ever done anything wrong ever is it a possibility that this is how I so you know and that's why I love them and that's why I love writing about them but Mm. you know I'm not that active romantically myself. <laughs> so I was I mean, like, I'm, I need to outsource this. I need to outsource just, it. Like, I'm married and I'm not that active romantically. So that's totally fine. <laughs> um, what I was going to say was as well, another day in KFC. So anyone who hasn't listened to it, go and listen to it now. Because A, it is hilariously funny. Um, Not to belittle your breakup, obviously, because that must have been know, very but it, it is, is funny really though. Funny. It's such a funny song and it's so uplifting and so hopeful and so kind of, you know, through gritted teeth, you're kind of singing this song. And it is about a breakup. So, like, what was it that, you know, that obviously that song was inspired by a breakup. It, it, like, have you kind of exhausted that breakup through that song and that's why you're looking for more material from other people? Is that kind of the, the gist? Oh, I think. I don't think a breakup is ever exhausted of material. I'll be fully honest. I think if you, if you have a bad breakup, it's like, it's, it's like something has shattered into a million different pieces. And like, there's a million different angles of looking at it. There's like, like, you know, when you first go through a breakup for the next three years or something, you're like, Oh, we broke up because of this. And Mm. your reason for why you broke up changes like every week. 
You're like, yeah. oh, we broke up because he has commitment issues. We broke up because I just don't know how to live with another person. We actually, the reason we broke up is like, um, like he has mommy issues and there's nothing I could have done about it. Oh, actually the reason we broke up is me. It was my fault. It's because I have issues. Do you know what I mean? It's like, every, it's constantly changing. Your grasp of what actually happened is constantly changing because it's so up in the air. Yeah. Um, so I don't think the breakup will ever be exhausted, but I do like to talk to people all the time. I'm a very talkative person I love doing stuff like this I love doing podcasts because mm. I um I just I love the chats and also I noticed that when I released the first two songs they're both about breakups they're both about having a different perspective on um pretty much the same breakup mm. um people started messaging me like with no prompt like I was not asking for this people be like I loved your song so much it reminded me of this breakup that I went through and then I'd get like an essay hmm. from someone I'd never met before <laughs> like I don't know who they are you'd be like so yeah like this happened and also like I just think that you know he's kind of messed up and like it wasn't my fault but also I do realize that I have problems I should be like who are you but also keep going because I love this like <laughs> That happens to me all the time with, you know, and I think there's a there's a sense of intimacy with both musicians and if you don't mind me making the comparison with podcasters, because oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, um when I started the podcast, it's about, you know, it's about sex and relationships for the most part. So it, there is, you know, people are listening to me the whole time talking about these issues and they do develop a level of, you know, kind of. I suppose just like a, a friendship if you want with with the, the voices that they hear and with the topic especially the topic that that we um you sing about and I podcast about yeah. so I from the from the get-go I was getting these deeply deeply intimate um messages from people and again you know same as you I kept everything anonymous always and I used them for inspiration for episodes and I get people sending me the the most intimate things that I know that they weren't even sharing with their closest friends and yeah. or or indeed with their partners and I just think it's absolutely fascinating the kind of intimacy that a that a podcaster or a musician like yourself can have with a listener um yeah. So have you gotten a lot of emails so far? I've, I've gotten a couple of emails and I don't want to, I don't want to get too specific about the details of them. And yeah. um, there is one that is, <laughs> sorry? You have to use them for songs. You can't give us any previews. <laughs> I know, I don't, well, I don't, I don't really mind. Like just yeah. for example, like they're so good for songs as well. And I think the people, I think ultimately like people just really want to talk and they really want to talk about stuff that has really badly affected them mm. um and especially with the likes of breakups I think people feel like they've exhausted their friends and family after like a week and they get embarrassed about like talking about it because they're like I don't want to keep going on about this I don't want to keep going on about this but you do want to keep going on about this mm. but you just don't want to you don't want to think of yourself as like that scarlet person who can't get over like her ex-boyfriend you don't want to be that pathetic person but everyone is that pathetic person like everybody is very pathetic when it comes down to it like yeah. everyone is kind of a loser everyone has at some point been the neediest person in the world and it's fine so like the people that messaged me definitely were just like this is something that happened they'd be like oh this happened like a little while ago and like I probably shouldn't be talking about it but then they go on and I'm like yeah you still do need to talk about it like clearly and it's fine I'm here just let me you know harvest all this material for my own material gain <laughs> like <laughs> but um yeah it 
years I mean I I um still talk about relationships that are a decade if not longer old and it's you know it's so they they can be so fundamental in who you develop into as a person and how you move through the rest of your relationship so mm-hmm. like they absolutely are things that people on a very ongoing basis want to talk about and there's always that like you know you look back at old relationships and you frame your new ones based on what has happened in the past so do yeah. you think then in that case because um so like for anyone who doesn't know the song Rodney one of the key lines is why do you hate me and it's repeated and repeated and repeated and I just like it's it's a so funny but b just such a catchy hook that song as well is inspired by a breakup but like both of those songs together do you feel like you are through those songs getting a little bit of I don't want to say closure closure is the wrong word but do can you is it almost a bit like therapy you know creating creating those those songs out of your relationships or your breakups and then performing them and having such success from them yeah I mean the whole like the the, the whole way I think about songwriting like for me is like I didn't I didn't like wake up when I was I don't know when would I start I probably started writing songs when I was 11 like I didn't wake up and was like I'm going to be a songwriter now it was like it was always just something that I needed to do and to this day it is still always something that I need to do and a lot of the times it can be so weird like sometimes I have written about the breakup before the breakup has happened and like I'll be in a relationship and I'll write this really sad song and the person I'm going out with is like what's that song about I'm like oh I don't know I just was like thinking it I don't know and like literally I won't even be aware of what it is and then the breakup will happen and then six months later I'll revisit the song and I'll be like oh my god I knew what was happening all along on some level but I didn't want to vocalize it to myself but I actually have written a song about exactly what happened but I just didn't realize that it happened you know what I mean so like 100% I need to write those songs like that like I know I'm always trying to be like funny but it is like also that class clown mentality that I have, which is like, I'm like, I have to be the funniest person in the world so nobody can see how upset I am. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a total, it's a total thing, but it is, it's very, it's always a good thing to write your feelings, I think, mm. always, yeah. because otherwise you're just always thinking them and you forget. But if you actually write down your feelings, you can get a proper like snapshot of the time and the snapshot of, what your brain was going through at the time and it's always useful it's always something good you'll never you'll never not benefit from writing down how you feel whether it be songs or like podcasts podcasts are a documentation of how people feel you know they certainly have documented a lot of my feelings over the past year and a bit Um, (laughs) I think like you know it, it did that's that's actually brilliant advice because anyone that's going through anything in a relationship you know I've I've recommended to people so many times to like journal or to you know just write letters to I've, I've actually recommended that people write letters to their ex or write letters to their partner and not not ever send them but just to vocalize and just to get out there what they're feeling in in complete truth without ever you know um I suppose without ever thinking that it's going to be heard so with that in mind do you ever kind of you know if you are going to write down the complete guts of what you're feeling it's for most people it will never be seen it will never be heard do you ever feel a bit exposed by the fact that your kind of very intimate 
relationship breakups or whatever are public listening oh yeah like listen like this is this is a whole kind of argument that you kind of have to have with yourself as well especially Mm -hmm. with musicians because people always want to know like like music journalists and stuff they're like so like who are you talking about and like what inspired this song in particular and like who's the person that inspired the song in particular and it's like a lot of the time it doesn't really work like that like uh, in the the sense that I'm drawing from a real experience but I might be using two or three different examples like I might be using thoughts that I've had about my own relationship something that somebody else has said something that somebody else has said and I use that to combine a narrative like I did that with KFC like that's like loads of little bits and bobs that is ultimately like coming into the same point which is like oh I'm so pathetic when the other person doesn't want me um but like there's I I think the whole bit of being a musician and being a songwriter especially the type of songwriter I am is there's going to be like a profit and deficit in the sense that I'm I'm not profiting because I'm not actually making any money, but I am, <laughs> I'm getting lots of people to listen to me and I'm getting lots of people who are engaged with me and like, that's the profit. But then the deficit is I have to give a huge part of myself away when I do it and yeah. I have to completely expose myself. And there's days where I'm like, oh God, I wish I'd never spoke about that. I wish I'd never sang about that. I wish I'd mm-hmm. never written that because it does come back on you. Like it does. Mm-hmm. Like there's always someone like my most recent breakup I literally had to be like um is it okay if I put this line in the song and like I didn't it was very painful to like talk to him because I was still like in the throes of the breakup I was like um I've written this song and I've already recorded it and it's already probably going to be the next single (laughs) I was like can you can you listen to this for me and tell me if it's okay If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As in, I didn't want to like, I, I didn't want him to off guard listen to the song and be like, I don't know, yeah. emotionally assaulted by like hearing everything that happened back in the song form. So I was like, is this okay? And he was like, yeah, it's fine. Because I wouldn't, I would never be, I would never put specific details into songs. Yeah. And there was specific details in that song. 
unless the other person knows because that's like catching them off guard and that's a bit messy and I don't really like that well that's I mean that's really that's very generous of you that you did go back and say you know look is this okay do you feel okay about this and letting them know that the song was coming out at least you know Um, and I do that if I like the person if I don't like the person fuck them I'm putting it out there (laughs) absolutely I've done that as well like there's one prick there's this one prick that I've written so many songs about him and I hate his guts and I'm like how can I get really mean without being like petty and how yeah. can I get, like how can I just like how can I drag him for filth through the yeah. of a song? But if I have respect for the person and if I think the person is in any way a good person, I won't do that. Yeah. With this yeah. one guy, I'm like fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. And I there's yeah. there's exes of mine that there's some exes of mine that I um when I'm you know discussing relationship things from the past on the podcast, I'm you know quite deferential almost, and I do do kind of respect them and I kind of give it you know an opposing view to the view I might have had at the time but then there's some people I'm just like no no they deserve every bit of what I'm about to give them here both battles yeah. um uh-huh. so, so you were saying you gotta do it <laughs> sometimes you have and sometimes they just deserve it um yeah. I you were saying there about the fact that sometimes music journalists will you know really dig down and try to get the juice of what you know what the song is about or whatever and I've I've heard from authors that a lot of the time particularly um women's fiction authors that they say to women uh who've written you know books about relationships or whatever well this is obviously about you and they you know kind of book reviewers will say well this must be biographical this has to be referencing something that actually happened because the writing is too real so do you would would that ever offend you if a if an interviewer said well you know this the writing is too real here you must this must be about someone or something. Um, does that ever does that ever cross your mind? Do you ever get annoyed by that? I think it depends on the circumstance and it depends on the way the question is being framed. Like if this is somebody who has really listened to the music and there's like an authenticity in the sense that they just really want to know, like the way they'll pose the question won't be like asking me specific details about the relationship. They'll just be they'll kind of ask it the way that you're asking me questions now, which is like super respectful and just like, you know, I it's obvious that this is autobiographical because for me, like there is so much autobiographical stuff like interwoven into the songs. Like it's very obvious, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But they'll pose it in a way that they're still kind of asking about the work and they're not asking about the relationship. What okay. grinds my gears <laughs> is exactly what you're talking about because it is a women's issue yes, where... Right journalists feel much more entitled to women's pain than they do men's pain so there's some people who will literally just come up and be like so who's the song about and like when did you write this song and how old are you and what was the relationship like and blah 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 blah. and they're asking about the relationship and they're not asking about the work that grinds my gears and it is such a problem with female artists or sorry women and even you know non-binary artists and stuff it's never something that affects like cis heteronormative like men you know like the kind of big beefy like like I'm sorry I I don't think I've ever seen anyone ask Hosier about his ex-girlfriends do you know what I mean yeah no one's ever been like so like are you like so who was she and like no one does that 
no one asks him and his songs are very you know autobiographical and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of relationship hurt in them but he doesn't get the same kind of grilling he just doesn't i'm sorry i don't i don't want to use him as an example because he's yeah, but I think like a lovely guy and he seems like and he's a fantastic songwriter and a great singer yeah. and stuff but it's just that kind of double standard of like i'm i have two songs out I have two songs out. I'm at the very start of my career and I've had so many more people that have like gone to the trouble of like printing my ex-boyfriend's name in the paper and stuff when I didn't, I would never would have spoken about him and I never would have like, um, I, I never would have given that information and I never would have given the okay to be like, yeah, you can go ahead and print my ex-boyfriend's name in the paper. But that has happened already. And that to me, and I don't even think the journalist is bad for doing that, but I think it's an unfair double standard yeah and it's just it's so disrespectful and you're so right that you know not just you know the example that you gave of Hosier but all um you know male musicians you're totally right and it's even the same you know we see it all the time when a female actress or whatever is on the red carpet and they say to her you know how do you balance your your career and motherhood or how do you balance your family life like there's so many double standards for for creatives who are uh, who identify as women and I just think it, it's not it's such a double standard you're so right um one of the things as well that I really like and admire about you um as a musician and I suppose as a, as a woman is that you just strike me as being so confident and so sure of yourself and when I see you on like I've watched a couple of your Instagram lives that you've done like you did them for Hot Press I think and I watched that and you know there was a couple of things I've seen and on on Instagram stories you're just you just completely you seem so at peace with yourself and so comfortable with yourself. Is that something that you feel or is that something that you are kind of putting across because you're a performer? I think, I think I am confident. I think I am very confident, um, which is not something I was self-aware of until I kind of got further and further into adulthood. Yeah. Um, which is kind of sad in a way because I always, it was always women and there was always other like women musicians that like the first thing they'd say to me is, God, you're like, you're so confident. Like, you're so sure of yourself. You're just so, willing. and I was like, that's really sad. Like, cause I, I don't even think of it like that. I just feel very comfortable with my personality, let's say. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's lots of other aspects of myself that I don't feel comfortable about. And there's lots of, you know, there's lots of things that come with being a woman in the music industry that is like not ideal and that does 100% make me doubt myself but in terms of who I am as a person I feel pretty good I feel pretty good about her and I also I like I think a lot of like a lot of my life is a mess but I have the music I'm like I know I'm like good at music to an extent I still constantly doubt myself and I'm still constantly like this is the worst song that's ever been written and I can't <laughs> believe I wrote it blah 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 and a lot of times it is a bad song like <laughs> but um yeah I'm just I just am I just I just um I think I'm a cool girl you know yeah like we get on like to be honest I'm so it's so refreshing to hear that because I think especially in the world of creators I suppose to just use a complete blanket term like I would consider myself a creator because I write and I do podcasts and whatever but like in that kind of creative world I feel like there's so much self-doubt and like every single thing I've ever written I read back over and think what the hell was I doing why why am I employed like why do I still have a job but it's so refreshing to hear that you actually feel that confident because there's so many people who have that facade if you like but don't actually 
feel it like legitimately so it's it's really um it's really great that you do is there any kind of advice that you would give to someone um who maybe wants to feel that little bit more empowered or wants to feel that little bit more confident um is there anything that you'd say that helps you I think I I think the best advice is that the more or it's not even advice it's more of a warning it's if you are going out into the world and you are being confident and you are sure of yourself and you, you're, you nobody is ever sure of themselves across the board like there's a hundred million things about myself that I like in the back of my head there's like that little voice that's like this is terrible like you need to change this about yourself but at the end of the day if you are confident and you're sure of yourself in one aspect yeah you're gonna experience a lot more people who don't like you than the normal person and you're gonna experience a lot more people who are vocal about the fact that they don't like you and I think a good rule of thumb is that if there is people telling you that they don't like you there is like 20 more people that are telling you that they do does that make sense it's kind of like I think being confident is to some people offensive and it like especially in Ireland there's this whole thing of you know and I I don't like to say Irish begrudgery because it's not an I don't think it's just an Irish thing but it is definitely something that we see quite a lot yeah and it's just like if there is people that are not begrudgers but if there's people like you use the hot press stream as an example there was loads of people that were really nice about it and then there was also like five accounts being like this is embarrassing this is so cringy who does she think she is like I get those comments all the time mm-hmm. um and I'm usually just, and like even on my if you go on my um on my YouTube I think it's really funny because again I'm at the start of my career I've basically no views on that video compared to most people there's probably like 20 comments that are really good and then there's five that are like who let this woman write this song it's absolutely terrible and then there was another one that was like oh um no wonder <laughs> who who could love her obviously he hates her um when she has no looks no personality um her singing is oh awful like da, 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 like all this kind of stuff and I just think if you are trying to be confident that's kind of what you have to come up against but it's usually a sign that you're in going the right way do you know what I mean yeah I completely agree and I think there is you're right to say that there is it does seem to be a bit of an Irish thing I like and I I hate to say it because Christ I love Ireland and I love Irish people but there is there is an element of kind of don't get too big for your boots there or Mm -hmm. And particularly with women, don't get too confident. And it's funny because sometimes I question, you know, would those comments be particularly about, you know, things like your about your looks or about, you know, your relationship or how could someone love you? Like those things, like, would they be getting leveled at a, a male artist? I don't know. I don't think they have that same... Um, I don't think they get that same response. They don't. They don't at the same level. Like it's mm-hmm. like when you consider the fact that I'm literally on my second song. Like I've released two songs, and my mm-hmm. career is about three months old. Mm-hmm. Like any other artist that was kind of had the same trajectory as me, if they were male, they'd be getting nothing but compliments because mm-hmm. usually people don't want to tear people down when they are just starting off. Starting out, um, yeah when they're so fresh and so new and like 
and it's not just yeah it's like it's I just I do think it is a sign that I'm doing something right but yeah. it's also like I'm very aware of the fact that men don't experience it they just don't at the same level they do but not anywhere near at the same level and not as fast and not no. as intense no and 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 it's it comes at a, a completely different angle I think as well there's a certain there's a certain kind of comment that will only you know only be thrown at women and and that's it's a shame but you're totally right I actually just as you were chatting there I wrote down in my notebook you must be doing something right that's literally the sentence I wrote down I'll send you a picture of it after because I was like <laughs> that's so true because I honestly believe that the better you're doing and you know the kind of more you're about to succeed the more people are threatened by it in a in a, in a weird um in a weird way but yeah. I have to say and I, I mean this and I was only saying this to friends of mine the other day I was like I am so buzzed that I will have had you on my podcast and then you know looking forward a couple of years and you'll be picking up your Grammy and I'm like well I knew her when <laughs> she only songs out and when she was doing you know and I'm actually so excited about that and that's something that like and I I do I don't that's not even a question for me you know the way people say that if you want to manifest something just act as if it's already happened in my head you've already got like three Grammys so I'm I'm you're up there uh, <laughs> I just I'd think, actually like I'd like an Ivor Novello and not a Grammy I'd like okay, yeah, that's, that's that's a songwriting awards yeah that's the Grammys fun. are a bit more the Grammys are a bit more you kind of have to pay to get an award it's not yeah. real it's not a real award <laughs> but the Ivor Novellos um I would I would really like one they're real yeah they're real thank you universe I'd really like one please please can I have one (laughs) she's already got one she's already got one um so thank you so much for chatting me today I really that was so enjoyable and honestly like it's given me such an insight into um how like you know songwriting and how you work and all that kind of stuff so I really appreciate coming on thank you so much for having me it was lovely thank you so much again to CMAT um her songs that I'm obsessed with as I said um are called Another Day and then in brackets in KFC I think (laughs) and then the other one is called Rodney and they're both on Spotify I'll put um swipe up links on my page which is at Ashling M Keenan and I'll put the Spotify links on private education's page which is at private education podcast um I really loved having her on I just think that like I said, I'm I'm wasn't being facetious when I was saying that I think she's in for like serious, massive, massive success. Um, we may actually even get a song from herself to attach to this episode. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get that organized at some point. Um, if so, I'll redirect everyone back to listen again. Um, and in the meantime, thank you so much for your support to private education. I know I left just left a big long fortnight of a gap there in between episodes but I was just up the walls with um other stuff I'm still trying to get the beauty podcast sorted and get that launched and yeah next week I think it will be just little old me by myself again um I think I'm going to do a Q&A episode and answer some questions because I've had a rake of um emails and Instagram messages in so yeah stick around for that that'll be next Friday and in the meantime, stay safe, have fun, goodbye. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.